welcome to this episode and today we'll be understanding what are the mechanical components that you require to build your robot you need to understand the concept known as assembly in industries if you see the robot is not built at a time there are some processes which are happening on the back end and later they are brought into a station known as assembly station and from there a particular robot is been made so similarly as we carrying you the same process of building a robot into step by step into stages and from there i'll piece it together to form how we can form your own robot so instead of just telling something in the air i'll be taking a basic example which i personally have worked on that is your combat boss so talking about combat boss if you see the first uh, mechanical component that you require is to know is to have your base frame so any robot if you see they have a base frame and it depends on what kind of application that you want talking about combat robots you need to have a very strong base frame because it acts as like a defensive element in your competition so it must be as thick as possible weight must be as high as possible because it should not bulge or it should not get defected by this one hit it should also have a high point load capacity as well or impact force as well so when hit happens at a particular point or a critical point the material should not get damaged so talking about heavyweight bots like internationally in the competition they are utilizing the titanium material as a base frame and in local competitions you can use a mild steel as one of the good base frame of nearly 5 to 7 mm thickness and when it comes to lighter bots that is of 15 kg you can use aluminum of a very good thickness of again 5 to 7 mm and from there you are able to improve the rigidity of the particular robot so that is about the basic base frame that you require in a base frame you are going to keep some components and one of the key component in order to move your robot is a motor so you just cannot directly place a motor into the base frame and expect it to keep on running but what if you just place the motor there will be lot of vibrations and due to which the motor will be shaking and if there is any shaking or vibration in the tire you know the robot cannot move properly or we tell a term known as crab walking if the robot is not unable to move properly how are you going to fit your motor into the base frame is vital component known as the coupler it it's uh, designed based upon the diameter of the motor it is simple to design as well you can utilize any machining techno- technique usually we use wire edm to design our couplers because it is very precise precision is one of the important thing because you're going to fit these materials over the uh, motor you need to have a correct dimensions about it what is the uh, diameter of the motor and over that you will be placing these two couplers onto the base frame and onto the motor from there you will be checking the rigidity of it so when you're placing the coupler you need to see that the material does not again shake when there is an impact force similar material of the base material could be used for uh, your coupler mountings or sometimes what you could use is you can use also aluminum of a very high thickness and uh, it will be lighter so that you are not exceeding the total weight of your robot the more the weight you have in your robot the less agile it becomes or the speed which it needs to run decreases so you need to have your robot as less weight as possible and that is why you could use aluminum as your motor couplers and obviously you know when there is motor coming to play we need to have a particular drive system which enables us for our wheels to move in a particular direction or to move at a particular rpm so what are these basic drives that we utilize you might be knowing as a mechanical engineer or if you are new to this mechanical concepts you are utilizing basic drives such as belt drive chain drive rope drive or you can use directly coupled as well 
So I'll be talking a bit more depth about these drives and talking about these aspects, what kind of drive is used in what kind of particular situation. So talking about bell drive, it is widely used because it does not require any precision to be used. So easily you can attach a bell based upon the length of the wheel or driver shaft and the driven shaft. So there is a formula to calculate the length of the belt and if it is given by the, uh, the diameter of the driven and the driver shaft. So based upon the length of the belt, you're going to place the belt over the uh, shafts and from there you're going to transfer the RPM into the driven shaft. So that is the basic of it. It is widely used because it is easy for maintenance. But when it comes to chain and rope drives, you require high precision because a small error or small changes in the driver and driven shaft can affect you while placing your chain over the sprockets or if, if there is a small change between the angles of the driven and driven driver sprocket so it can affect in the failure of working of the particular drive so precision is more required but talking about transfer of your power a good amount of power has been transferred to chain drive compared to that of for your belt drives so for example chain drives are utilized in two wheelers best case why two wheelers are utilizing chain drives because you'll be getting high power from the ic engine and that high power from IC engine should be converted, should be transferred to the rear wheel. If you're utilizing a bell drive, there will be very high power loss and due to which your fuel efficiency will decrease. So chain drive is used because high power transmission will be done and that is how your efficiency of the fuel oil will also increase. But when it comes to bell drive in industrial applications, because they are long running, like they'll be run, they'll be running the machine for 24 hours or long period of time. So if you're utilizing chain drive, they'll be getting damaged very easily because they are not utilized for long run like the bell drives. So that is one of the reasons if you see why bell drives are utilized in machinery rather than chain drive and why chain drive is utilized in uh, two wheelers. So and one more application as I've already mentioned that is about direct coupling. What do you mean by direct coupling is that you are directly coupling the wheel or the end effector to the shaft of the motor itself. So why do we do that? It's because if you are uh, focused more on the speed that you, you want your board to be more agile and uh, you do not have a restrictions in the torque of the particular uh, uh, motor or you do not have a restriction in torque of the wheel. So you can directly couple it if you are more focused on RPM or if you want to make your board to be more agile. But usually in the certain industrial applications or any boards that you're building, they go for geared, uh, geared motor because power transmission will be very high because gear drives are the most efficient drives which are utilized to transmit your power to the driven wheel. So these are the basic drives that we have utilized and have covered I think so in depth about it. And last comes the basic part that is your top panel or the covering. So top panel many people don't focus much on it or the covering many industry don't focus much on it usually you can add a small thin layer of plastic or you can add thin layer of metal which can be fitted onto the top because there is not much importance given to the top panel just for appearances appearance purposes you can use any synthetic kind of material and uh, that is how the covering of your robot has been done and while talking and the last part that is the main one of the important part that is your fastness what do you mean by fastness that is your nuts, your bolts, your allen keys, allen screws. So those are the components which are utilized in order to join any two components. These are the basic mechanical components that are required 
for you to build your own robot and uh, similar kinds of materials will also be utilized in any kind of board but there might be slight variations based upon the dimensions there might be some uh, material changes based upon the applications and uh, there might be changes of drives based upon their application or their end use so in what way that they want to go so i think i've covered a basic understanding about what are the mechanical components that go into a robot so thank you for listening till the end i hope i've got a valuable session so let's build a community of people who are interested in the field of robotics